0: Bridging the Voices, Voices. Many Podcasts
1: Welcome everyone to the first episode of COVID-19 Mental Health Series of MediHealth Podcast. Today we will be talking to Fan Yang about DK mental health services and COVID-19. Through workshops, group sessions and one-on-one counseling Fan and our team focus on helping students and other members of the EK community learn more about wellness and how to work through any issues they may be dealing with on their college journey. While returning to campus after COVID, Fan even said, I've not felt tired. COVID-19 is war for hospital doctors on the front line. As psychological counselors, it is our duty to provide mental support on the front line. I am your host Ege.
0: And I am your host Maritha.
1: So Fan, welcome to the show. Uh, you are one of the pioneers who started CAPS at TKU and have lots of experience providing counseling and psychological support to college students, even from the previous experience with Xi'an Tong Liverpool University. How do you feel young people generally view the idea of mental health?
2: Well, um, I think this is a very great question. Um, I think young people actually, they are more um, acceptable with the ideas of uh, receiving mental health service, I think probably both in China and globally, because I also know that also in other countries and cultures, there's always stigma mm-hmm. about seeking for help from mental health professionals. So I actually do see the courage uh, of the young students that I have worked with, and they are willing to come to CAPS and to show, uh, show their vulnerabilities. So I actually think that, you know, our young generation is, you know, getting better and they know more about mental health service and they they have the courage to ask for help.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting that you brought up uh, also the other cultures and countries. Now that you have worked in different Sino-US institutions, I would like to ask, do you see any differences in the way students from different nations, from different countries approach or deal with mental health?
2: I actually have worked around uh, with clients from around 20 different countries and regions. And uh, I think one thing that actually surprised me is that actually we have more things in common than differences. Because usually when I work with my client, if we are from different cultural background, I usually will ask them that, I do not really know your culture well. So that's something you can teach me. So if, you know, there's some confusions in our communications, please feel free to let me know. Um, And I do feel like all of us actually long for acceptance, respect, and being loved, but probably, you know, in different format, or there are different ways to express that. So I actually feels like there are more things in common mm -hmm, than differences.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you like to bring up, like, what are the things that are in common and then what are the differences that you observe, and especially in DKU context?
2: I think um, we have great students on campus. Also, we are a very new institution. Our students are very, very competitive. So, uh, because I actually worked with our, you know, uh, first group of undergraduates, uh, I think, you know, our students are great and they really want to uh, succeed both in academic and also, you know, in their future career paths. Yeah, there are uh, lots of them, you know, both from international students and Chinese students. They're very stressed uh, with their study. And also, um, uh, they, you know, they want to, they will have issues with roommates and friends and also, you know, intimate relationships these are actually very important developmental tasks at this age. So I think think they have lots of things in common in this part. But I also feel like, you know, um, probably their relationships with authority are very different, especially in Asian cultures that people usually suppress their anger towards authority or they wouldn't be very, very direct but I think in some Western cultures, they're probably, uh, they're more straightforward and they're more willing to negotiate with all sources. So that's one difference that I have noticed. For other part, I think, you know, they're just really want to be accepted. And there are also struggles uh, with loneliness and teamwork. And
0: right, we see that that's very yeah, interesting in such a way where they, everyone, though we are from different cultures, yet we same, share the same urge and same need. And we, we see that CAPS provided quite abundant of resources. Like recently, they have this new activity on Try From Afar or like more of art therapy. Would you like to speak more about that? Uh, yeah, sure.
2: Thanks for offering me this opportunity to, you know, talk about our programs. I think CAPS I really want to connect more with our hybrid students. Uh, That's why we support our students to have the DK Challenge last semester. And uh, we want to continue doing that this semester, probably in other programs, uh, not called DK Challenge. So uh, actually uh, in that online program, uh, we want to offer students more space to communicate and uh, uh, interact with each other so in that program, usually when we're doing this session online, we will let students share in pair, so like two people in group first, because it's sometimes kind of scary when you have to speak in front of a large, large group. So we will encourage uh, students to connect uh, in pair, and then we have four people in the group, you connect, then we gradually expand the number of uh, group members to help them to get used to communicate uh, with friends or peers online. So that's something we want to continue uh, this semester. And we also want to provide more sessions on mindfulness. Because of the pandemic, there are lots of uncertainties towards the future. So I think it's also an important time for our students to learn more about mindfulness
0: and uh, to help them feel grounded I see that there is like quite a few, like even Duke has a collaboration with DKU, having this mindfulness. Do encourage students on campus participating in this? And due to, because there's also time difference, and also some students are afraid whether if they are engaged in mindfulness, they might be drawn to another realm. There's this uncertainty within students and what to prepare before being engaged in such activities. I actually do not uh, expect students to prepare anything,
2: because we want to support your learning. Being mindful means that you know you are being at present, being here now. So, for example, when we talk about that we need to be prepared for the first meeting or the online workshop, actually that's our worries towards the future. So, CAPS is here to take care of your needs. So actually you do not need to be so prepared for the activities or, you know, our counseling service. But it's actually, so some students will feel a bit anxious if it's their first time to see a counselor. That's why I mentioned about the courage because when you can talk about something more personal to a stranger, even though a counselor, you know, you have to take, up, take the risk. So I actually really admire our student clients on that.
1: We have talked about risk, we have talked about how difficult it might be uh, speaking in bigger groups and we have also talked about stigmatization. So that is actually what I wanted to talk about um, at this point, that, that is surrounding mental health in general. So what are some of the misconceptions about the work of counselors and about people who might um, use mental health services, who might seek your mental health counseling services
2: at CAPS? Um, I think the stigma is always there, because if you're coming to see a counselor, probably people will think that you have some mental issues that you cannot solve this by yourself. But counseling service is not just to help clients to solve issues or solve their mental health problems. Sometimes it's also for your developmental needs, because lots of students concerns about, you know, they're worried, they have lots of anxiety because they want to be better but sometimes you do not have the answer, like how to be better or how to control the future. Then you have this stress and anxiety. But probably, you know, I cannot speak for other cultures, but in China, people just feels like it's very, you know, if you're seeing counselor, uh, that means that you cannot solve the problem by yourself. And the social atmosphere do not encourage people to show their vulnerabilities. We are are taught that we need to be strong and independent. People will probably be ashamed when they reach out for help. You know, this doesn't just happen, you know, with cats, but also, you know, in your family, because I do believe that lots of families and cultures, you know, the parents keep telling the kids that, oh, you should figure that out by yourself, you know, uh, while you are crying, why you, you cannot process this. It happened a long time ago, but it's very normal that we still have feelings you know, and sadness over there. So I, I actually think that you know, counseling service uh, did not show up. Uh, I think it only show up right before the World War I. And uh, actually, I think that's an underlying need of our modern society. Because you know before industrial society, actually there's no such thing called counseling or psychotherapy. But you know in, in the last uh, around 100 years ago, then we suddenly the society noticed the needs of helping people professionally. because the modern society runs so fast. and you know lots of our students have the fear of missing out, but it's not just about our students' fear. I think most of people in this modern society probably has similar fear. So I think, you know, that's something that people continue needs to be educated for. And um, in China, actually, the market of constant service is expanding uh, rapidly in the last two few years. I think actually, you know, this speaks up for something. Yeah. I don't know if I actually answered that question.
1: It's a very good answer with the background of history and, um, in general, comparison. I'm I'm very interested in this. What are the things we can do to provide a safer space per se? That how can we start talking about mental health more openly, and then fight against, for example, the stigma uh, we are talking about? Because you mentioned it's also in the family that we're taught to be independent and strong and. Uh, you know, not to depend on anyone or not to ask for help and so on. To me, it, 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 it sounds imperative that it almost sounds impossible to work something out for it to, to, to support uh, an open space for talking about uh, mental health and discussion for mental health without being parents then to actually enforce a different doctrine and to say that it is okay to ask for help to our children. Is there anything we can do as of right now without actually raising our own children for the next generation? Can we start taking action right now?
2: Yeah. Um, thanks for the question. I think you know we have already been doing a lot to, uh, to reduce the stigma because when you and other students reach out to CAPS, you want us to you know, join this program and to promote mental health, I think you are making a meaningful uh, contribution to this process. But probably this takes time because we have you know, a few students reaching out to CAPS and want to collaborate with us on outreach programs. That's something we have been doing for, for years. We have around at least one outreach program per month just, you know, so we can reach out to students. So when students can have better connections or actually talk to our counselors, maybe they will feel safer. So that's something you know CAPS can offer um, to our students. And I also feels like you and other students initiating the program, uh, you're also helping us on that. So I personally think it's very helpful. So although there are lots of traumas probably sometimes from, you know, our personal experience or from family, but I do feel like our young generation actually uh,
0: contributed a lot to help us change this. Mm -hmm. That's very good that the young, like the young generation is actually making an impact without us realizing I want to like point out like there's one part which is pretty interesting you find out about like the development a lot of us we assume that like mental health is only for something which emotional but not really on like developmental so you say that actually coming to CAPS could actually assist us like in personal development would you like to say like what are the actions or exercises that really help students in the past?
2: Uh, Let me think about it because our clients have different underlying needs. You know, sometimes uh, they want to have more balanced life uh, or they want to uh, be more comfortable uh, when they speak in public or learn how to manage their time well. So I think all of these are actually developmental needs because although they come to solve the problem, but also because they have a goal, they believe that, you know, they can make their life happier. And we actually use different approaches. So probably there's like, There isn't one answer for this question. And uh, sometimes we will teach, we will give them some some psychoeducation about how to have a better daily routine, how to improve their sleep quality. So there are lots of research uh, from the psychological field that we can share uh, with our client. And sometimes uh, it may be related with some interpersonal skills and, Actually, our clients can rehearsal and have role play that with the counselor. So like for those things that they couldn't speak up with others or probably they want to um, negotiate with their roommate about, you know, what time they should go to bed. So they can practice that with counselor before they try that out in their daily life. And I also, we also, you know, teach mindfulness skills to our students, um, to help them to be present, to stay in here and now, and do not get trapped in the past, or you know worry too much about the future. Because it's actually very hard for us to be present. And we're thinking about, because I couldn't achieve this in the past, maybe I wouldn't be able to do that in the future, and our, our brain has two parts. One is the primitive brain, and the other is evolved brain. So our primitive brain is actually very, very powerful. We are not actually as evolved as we thought because our primitive brain uh, can process around three or four million neural, uh, neural signal like, per second. And our evolved brain can only process like 13 or 14 signals per second. So I always, you know, talk with my client, you know, just accept that our brain is very lazy, and is very sensitive and negative. So you need to train your brain, like you're training your dog or your monkey, to help that. Because lots of times, my clients blame themselves because they couldn't handle that well, or they blame themselves that they have these negative feelings and thoughts. So I need to help them to normalize this because we are human and our brain you know, that we are born this way. This is not your fault. So we just need to learn new ways uh, to deal with these feelings. So I just give you some examples about how I usually work with my clients, but there are also lots of other skills and approaches that we are using, but we focus on their needs. Uh, this is very important for them. And providing them a space to talk and to relate.
0: Yeah, I do agree what you say that I observe a lot of CKO students feel stressed very easily and then they're just so concerned about the future. Would you like to share, like maybe, because through this podcast, a lot of people might be listening, a simple exercise how students could practice daily, even to help themselves to declutter or to? focus in the present.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's also a very good question. So I want to share a bit more about mindfulness, but I want to talk about uh, the Chinese translation best. Because in Chinese, mindfulness is called zhenn nian. Jen has several different meanings in Chinese. Yeah, I, I think it, you know, my Chinese was like really bad when I was in school, because we have to keep guessing the meaning because it has so many different meanings and you need to figure out what does this mean in this sentence or in this vocabulary and I really struggled with it. So zheng has several meanings. It can, be, it can means positive or right, but actually jin nian here means that as it is. Being mindful means that you accept it as it is. Because when we are sitting here, probably there are lots of feelings and thoughts on your mind. But what is actually happening now? You're sitting here, supported by the chair, and there are, you know, other things surrounding you. And actually you're listening to me, and to, you know, Marisa, I get, like when you're listening to our sharing and talking, this is present. But your feelings and thoughts, you know, happened in your mind. It's in your thinking palace. But you know, for our uh, smart young people, they spend so much time on study. So most of the time they spend so much time in their thinking palace. So being mindful means that you accept the fact that your brain produces lots of negative feelings and thoughts every day. And most of them are not helpful. So yes, so try to accept that our brain is actually not that smart, so we need to train this, OK? But do not over-interpret uh, anything or have too many free associations, because that's what we brain likes to do, and it's not helpful, OK? And yin in Chinese character means that your heart is at present. So when you're listening to this program, try to pour all of your attention to my voice. Listen very carefully. And that's how you practice mindful listening. That's one way you can do that. You can also practice this when you're listening to music. Try to listen to the details of the music. There are also you know, uh, different mindfulness exercises, like a mindful eating, uh, mindful breathing, and a mindful observation. For me, sometimes you know, I will do mindful observation, just to look at the sky or the tree. Because you know, when it's sunny, when the sunshine shines down to the leaves, to the tree, each leaf is so different. So when we are trapped in our worries and thoughts, think about are we in our thinking palace? Are we really connecting with reality? Because the, sun, the sunny world outside is also reality. Okay. So try to connect more with, you know, with, with the external world and try not to uh, pour more attention on your negative thoughts and feelings. Because when you give them attention, it becomes more powerful. But if you do not put your attention on that, just let it be there.
0: After a while, it will disappear.
1: That was great. And I'm I'm 100% sure it will be helpful, especially now that due to the travel restrictions on international travel, many students have had to study remotely this fall. CAPS is actually a new activity coming up, which I wanted to talk about, uh, which I wanted you to talk about, Thrive From Afar, uh, which focuses on online peer support. Can you tell us what students will do aligned with this program?
2: Actually, we really struggle to recruit students to participate in this program. So I think the biggest challenge for CAPS is to get students to participate I think when I was isolated at home, it's also true for me that I prefer to watch some videos or read novels instead of sitting in front of a laptop because I have been, you know, studying using my laptop for such a long time. And you know, if I want to join other online programs, I have to use my laptop again. It's kind of mixed feelings. So uh, we really struggle to get students sign up for that. That's why we are creating new programs. That's something we, uh, we continue working on because that's something we struggled for several months last semester. That's why we end up with DQ challenge. But I do feel like for students who actually participated in our online workshop, they actually uh, find it very useful. We offered the workshop on um, time management and also our mindfulness. So they actually learn lot. So if we are able to offer that support group for our students, we actually want to create a space for them to connect with each other weekly. And our counselor will be the facilitator. So we, when we respond, we will encourage students to communicate with each other. And at the same time, our counselor will also interact with the students when we make intervention. Basically, three levels. One is individual level, that we notice something personal, and we want to support that students on an individual level. Second level is their interaction. If we notice that you know these two person or a small group, how they interact with each other, and sometimes it's helpful for the whole group, sometimes not then we will provide intervention. Or we will provide intervention for the whole group. You know, if we have uh, all the members present and they're so quiet in the first meeting, probably because it's normal to feel anxious when you just join a new group and we will explore the meaning of silence. So that's the support group that we want to offer for hybrid students. So if you're listening to this program and you're interested in this program, I mean our online support group, please feel free to email us.
0: Yes, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Please feel free to email CAPS to actually be involved in all their programs, any of their programs. I think it's brilliant that CAPS is thriving from afar, actually, haha, <laughs> see the word game anyways. um so uh that that continuously basically developing itself to actually serve students with many different activities and in you know especially in face of all this like impediment travel restrictions remote campus and so on and so forth yeah I, i i really do appreciate it uh both as a student and As a as a as an individual who believes that there should be more open space for talking about mental health, for discussion about mental health.
2: Yes, I think another another my assumption. I have another assumption about you know what actually happened. I think it's a parallel, because you know when we want to offer service to our students, when we are also doing online counseling, sometimes the internet is not stable. Even for online workshop, we just provided this this month online. you know we had to deal with lots of tech technology issues, so it's very frustrating. I think it's not just frustrating for our staff with this internet issue, also frustrating generally to our hybrid students not being able to come back to campus. I think it's very sad and frustrating so um I think that's a parallel that CAPS has to deal with, but I can promise you that CAPS will keep trying and we will continue reaching out to our international students because that's the things we can do. And we will continue trying to explore if we can have better ways uh, to engage our hybrid students because we cannot really control the participation. So we want to focus on things we can improve I think that's a parallel, and, uh, but we will not give up.
0: Thank you so much for all your insightful ideas and thoughts. We really appreciate it, especially when you share with us, how do we handle, be mindful alone, like having mindful observation, you know, mindful breathing, mindful listening. And moreover, you also shared that we should um, sign up for any CAPS activity to be involved personally and even to experience the benefits of all these and share with us the observations between DKU and all the culture.
1: Yes, thank you so much for coming here today. Um, We are pleased to welcome you to our show and that is all it is, I guess, from our side. Yeah, Maritha?
0: Yes, I will sign up a CAPS activity later and try from afar from Malaysia. (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, please feel free to reach out to us. I'm glad that you know you can reach out to us. So I think by connect, have better connections with you, I think it will help us to have better connections with our hybrid students. So I also appreciate you know, what you have uh, initiated on behalf of caps and so thank you very much.
0: Uh, just right. something like the podcast. Is it like students can just go online and then just sign up a? appointment with CAPS anytime or it takes an email to CAPS to have a personal?
2: We're actually uh, trying to using a new online system called Point of Click and uh, students can email us for now now. Uh, just email us at you know CAPS at dukequeenshine.edu.fm but later on we will open uh, working hours Uh, both on campus and online. We will send out that notification later. For working hours, students do not need to reserve our service. They can just show up uh, on Zoom and, you know, one of our counselors will be there. And if they want to make reserve a formal counseling intake session, they can go to PNC and reserve that. They can also email us directly uh, to make a request. So, there will be more ways for you to be able to connect with us.
0: This episode is hosted by Khan Zuman, and Marita Tan. Contents produced by Reka, Shimomura, Marita Tan, and Mei-Cheng Yap, with advice from Professor Mark Speller and Craig McIntosh. Our audio is edited by Nal and Zheng Zhou and uploaded by Charity Fang. Graphics are designed by Tenorshi Culture. Articles are written by Anna McCain, Gloria Agun, and Susan Lin, And social media publicity by Yu He Jin. Secretariat contributions by Mia Meyer. A huge thanks to Fan Yang. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next episode. This podcast was prepared by, via the sponsorship provided by TKU Health Humanity Labs. Any Health Podcast. Bridging the Voices. 无限健康